Welcome to a Southern Girl's Guide to Books. We're two book-loving best friends who just happen to be born into the same family. Join us as we chat about the books we read and the life we love. I'm Amber, a master photographer and business owner. I live with my husband and two kids in the heart of South Georgia, and you can be sure I have a book with me everywhere I go. I'm Courtney. I'm a general surgery physician assistant living in South Georgia with my husband and two-year-old. I read a little bit of everything in any spare moment I can find. So yeah, I always have a really hard time, as Amber says, getting the books I want. So I convinced Hugh earlier this week to go to Valdosta because one, I had some things I had to take back and two, I wanted to go to the bookstore. Um, so our little boy was asleep when we got to Valdosta. So I went to the bookstore first while he sat in the car with, with my little and um, so I got in there and I'm looking, you know, I'm looking at the front of the new stuff. And then I meandered over to the sci-fi fantasy portion and I'm just, you know, perusing. And I happen to see two books that are on my pre-order list on Amazon that I know are not out yet. And they're side by side. And so I pick them up and they're both ARCs and I get so excited Mm-hmm. So, oh, they're never going to let me have these, but they're like on the shelf. So maybe it's just like a perfect little have a nice day to Courtney. Yeah. So I carried them around. I was super excited. They're two that I really, really want to read. So I was so excited that I found them. Um, and I do know that some, especially like independent bookstores, after they've read the books or whatever, if you buy other books, they'll let you pick one of those for free because they can't sell them. So I carried around. I picked out a couple other books, some kids' books for Liam and a couple other books that I wanted. And about that time, Hugh comes in. And I was like, so, hey, um, I found these pre these ARCs on the shelf. You think they'll let me have them? And he's like, I don't know why not. I mean, they put them on the shelf. And I was like, yeah, but they're not technically for sale. So he's like, well, just put them up there and see what they say. So I go up there. And I pay for my other ones. And I was like, okay. And also, I found these two ARCs on the shelf. Can I like have them? <laughs> <laughs> the girl uh, was like, well, um, I'm going to have to ask my manager. And the manager was nice, but she was, I had no idea what an ARC was, first of all. So she was asking the cashier, she's like, so what's the problem? Why can't you sell them to her? And um, she's like, well, they're ARCs. And she's like, so what does that mean? She said, well, it means advanced reader copies and they're sent to us like as a bookstore for staff to read them so that we can recommend them to customers and get the word out. And she's like, oh, but she wants them. And she was like, well, yeah, can she have them? And she said, yeah, let me just scan them. And I was like, "Um, you're you're not going to be able to scan them because there's no barcode because they're not for sale. And she's like, Oh, I I don't really understand why we have books that we can't sell. (laughs) So the poor cashier is like trying to explain to the manager what the books are for, like why they have them and how they've accidentally gotten placed on the shelf when they weren't supposed to be on the shelf. And so then the manager's like, but this looks interesting. What's this about? And I was (laughs) like, well, if you read it, you could tell me. (laughs) 
So then she proceeds, and I, two of these books are on my list, so I'll talk about them, but then she proceeds to tell me she's going to give me some inside scoop, and I was like, oh, okay, what? And at this point, he was like kind of giggling in the corner, because he knows you're going to have to wake up early in the morning to get one over on me on books, and so um, she's like, yeah, this one, when it comes in, the edges, I said, are blue, and she said, <laughs> yeah, how did you know that? I was like, because I already have it pre-ordered. <laughs> And my husband's just died laughing. He's like, why don't you just take those with you? I was like, no, because I don't steal stuff. I was just hoping, you know, yeah. that they let me have them. I said, you know, I mean, we could have made like a deal. Like, I'll take these home. I'll read them. I'll put a review on a little card. And you can stick it on your shelf. There you go. You know, I mean, I'm, you know, you do me a solid. I do you a solid. I'm still going to buy the book, you know. So it's not going to stop me from purchasing it. Might even buy it from you. <laughs> I had a similar experience when Iron Flame came out. I had seen people on um, Instagram getting the books from like Target and Walmart and stuff early. And like they were putting them on the shelves and letting people buy them. So I was like, hmm, I'm going to go look and see if they've got it ours. Well, they did. Uh, they had four copies on the shelves. And I tried to get a copy for me and a copy for you. And when I got to the cash register, the cashier was like, I don't know why this won't scan. It says we can't sell it to her. I mean, it's not drugs or anything. Why can't we give it to her? <laughs> it's like, man. <laughs> so I had to leave those books there. <laughs> I had the hardest time getting the books I want. <laughs> yeah. Have you read the new uh, Rebecca Ross book? Yeah. Um, I am working on it. So Ruthless Vows. I'm about 40% of the way through with it, I think. I haven't started yet. You know the guy, <laughs> you know the whips and chains guy on TikTok? Yes. The the, the white boy, yeah. you know, what is it? Yeah. The, the vanilla. He reminds, uh, uh, that's how I picture uh, no. Roman. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's, him, that's him in my head. With his little glasses. Yeah. Are you talking about the guy that actually sings that song? No, 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 no. No, no. The white boy winner videos, and he's the one like with the, um, he's, he's like lip syncing the song, but all these women are going crazy because he's kind of like nerdy looking, but then he's like, he's tossing around a Rubik's Cube and doing a Rubik's Cube and like sync, like doing this. You haven't seen this? No, you're going to have to send that to me. I have no idea what you're talking about. I thought you were talking about the guy who actually sings it. And I don't remember his name either, but I was like, that is definitely uh, how I picked your Roman kit. <laughs> no, no, no. I will, I will send it to okay, you. Okay, y'all have to send it to me. I'll, I'll decide if that's accurate or not. <laughs> but yeah, I love, love, love Divine Rivals. Um, and then this book is so yeah, good. Too. It's just such a, a unique um, premise. Yeah, for it's so different. So good. Um, it makes me think of World War II a little bit too. I know it's not like any kind of actual historical um, rendition of anything at all, um, but something about the feel of the book makes me. Well, think isn't it supposed to be like an alternate World War One? Is it really? I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up. It, it feels like it feels it has that vibe. Yeah, I think it's next on my list. I got an, uh, I've got to start Christmas too, so. Yeah, I haven't read Crescent City one, so <laughs> no. My I, I should have read Crescent City also, not Crescent City two. Oh, okay. So you haven't read the first one yet? No, I have not. 
Yeah. Um, my goal. Okay. So I guess I did have one reading goal. My goal was for Ruthless Vows to be my first book of 2024. So I made sure that I read a small book over the weekend so that that could be my first, <laughs> first book. It's such a good choice. You know, you got to start out on a high note. That's right. Well, speaking of 2024 and a new year, um, I want to talk about books we're looking forward to this year. And this is not all of them by any means, but this is just some we pulled that we're excited about. Um, you want to go first, Courtney? Yeah, sure. So my first book is called The Curse of Pietro Houdini. It comes out January 16th, and it's by Derek Miller. Um, so it is about... Uh, World War II in Italy, in Monte Cassino. Um, and so basically it's about this little abbey where evidently American pilots drop more bombs on that hilltop than any other single building during World War II. Um, so nightly, German and Austrian troops, in combination with the, the monks that lived in the abbey, would move manuscripts and art into Rome to get it to safety so that they didn't lose their priceless um, collections. And so it's about a guy named Pietro Houdini. It's basically an art heist story about Pietro Houdini who tries to um, get this art from the Germans, to, to save it from the Germans, basically. Um, and he does this with the help of a 14-year-old named Massimo who uh, fled Rome after all of his parents or after his parents were killed um, during the war. So Pietro actually comes upon this kid when he's being beat up by some thugs and kind of takes him under his wing. So I'm super excited about this one. I recently heard about it. I've already pre-ordered it. I love World War II books. And then when you add these weird quirks to them like this, I'm all about it. That sounds really good. And when, when does that one come out? January 16th. Well, my first one is called The Nature of Disappearing by Kimmy, Kimmy Cunningham Grant. Um, the first book, I thought it was her debut book. The first one I read of hers, um, in, I think it was 2022, um, but it was not her debut, which means she's got more than I need to go back and check out, um, was called The Silent Woods. Um, have you heard of that? Uh, is it like a white book with black? on it maybe not no um it's i can't remember the, the 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 title goes like into the mountains like it's behind the mountain it's cool looking but anyway i read this book i started it one saturday morning and sat there and read the whole thing in our old old library in our old house and i didn't i don't think i moved until i got through with it and kevin was gone somewhere on running errands or something he walked in the door and i finished it and i shoved it at him <laughs> and I said, what are you doing today? And he's like, oh, nothing that I know of. I said, go sit down and read this book. And he never does what I tell him to, like, as far as stuff like that. <laughs> so, but he did. I said, you can't do anything else. We're not going anywhere. We're not doing anything until you read this book. He's like, okay. Oh and <laughs> so I went in there a few hours later, and he was like, oh, my gosh. And what was the name <laughs> of that one? That one was called The Silent Woods. And it's about... um a girl and a man living in seclusion in the Appalachian mountains and they're hiding from something or running from something. And you don't know what exactly, hmm. um, but it, it just, Oh my gosh. And the end and, and it's just really good. So I'm really excited. 
needless to say, about her new one called The Nature of Disappearing. Um, it comes out June the 18th, and it's about a, um, a girl who's a wilderness guide, and she's got to team up with a man who ruined her life a few years back. Um, and a mutual friend of theirs who introduced them goes missing. And the girl that goes missing, her name is Janessa. And she's like a social media star. And she documents her hashtag van life adventures um, with her rugged survivalist boyfriend is what it says. And then, so they have to team up together to find her. Um, and they're going to be in the wilderness. I think it was like that wilderness of idaho so i'm excited to, i'm yes. excited to read that now that may i also have an arc of that in that galley so it's, it's going to be read before june the 18th for sure <laughs> now the silent woods one you were talking about it's not like hide by kirsten uh was it kirsten miller no 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 it's nothing it's not like that not kind of thing uh, after no, no. okay okay story. just verifying yeah. Okay. No, it's, it's not. I'll add that one to my list. <laughs> I will let you borrow it. Okay. All yeah, right. I, I shoved that into a lot of people's lives, and every, everybody that read it came back to me and was like, wow, they like floored. So I didn't have anybody come back and be like, mm, that was okay. <laughs> so. I want to read that one. All right. So my next book is called Sanctuary of the Shadow. And it comes out January 9th. It is by Aurora Asher. Uh, so these, this one has gotten on my list because the publisher for Fourth Wing is also the publisher that's putting this out. And it's also a really pretty book. So I'm a sucker for a really pretty book. But it does sound really interesting. So it's about a woman named Harrow. And she has the gift of prophecy. And her entire clan is murdered. And after that, she moves and joins a circus to find refuge while she's in the circus she can kind of hide her her abilities and nobody's after her or bothering her but a monster with wings and powerful abilities arrives in their area and harrow is naturally drawn to him um so it's saying that he has secrets but so does she and as she uncovers his secrets it also uncovers hers and so it sounds that that's all i know about it it doesn't give like any crazy um, explanation for anything, which I find even more fascinating. So I'm super excited to read that one. And it's pretty, so that helps. And it's pretty, so that helps. <laughs> so if it did happen or not, it's pretty on the shelf. That's right. <laughs> That's right. All right. My next one is uh, The Women by Kristen Hanna. And it comes out February 6th. And I'm sure this is on a lot of people's lists. Um, this one is a story about Frankie McGrath, who is a 20-year-old nursing student, and when her brother ships out to serve in Vietnam, she joins the Army Nurse Corps and follows him. And it goes on to tell about the horrors of war and um, also coming home to a country divided because when, you know, when they got back from Vietnam, the, there were so many people that were um, anti-war and and there was a lot of violence and protests going on. And I'm excited to read anything that Kristen Hanna writes. Yeah, she's very talented. That's my next one. Her books are always very heavy, though. They're not, yeah, you know, they're not quick, they quick, easy reads. They they sit with you for a while. Yeah. And the, um, the one about the Dust Bowl that I read last of hers, what was it called? Um. 
Four Winds. Four Winds. I love that book. Yeah, it was really good. My favorite of hers was Nightingale. The Nightingale. Yeah, that was pure gold. Like, yeah. such a good story. That was good. It was also World War Two, so kind of right up my alley. And yeah. I'm not a big Vietnam. Like, I don't, I don't read a lot or watch a lot about Vietnam. I'm not really into that era. Yeah. Um, so I decided to read to read something in that era that I think will be will be something I like because like you know she's just she'll she'll make it good yeah she does and that, I think that's why it didn't make my list is I was like uh Vietnam that mm. yeah. <laughs> um so I'll let you read it first and you tell me if it was really good and it will be because it's Kristen Hannah so it should just be on my list I'm sure <laughs> uh my next one is funny story by Emily Henry it comes out April 23rd and honestly, I pre-ordered this. I didn't even look up what it was about. Emily Henry is a auto buy for me, so it didn't really matter what it was about. I actually did not look at the um, review or the explanation of this book until just now. So um, it is actually about a woman named Daphne who has separated from her fiance, Peter, after he realized that he was in love with his childhood best friend, Petra. Um, so stranded in Michigan without any family or friends, but with her dream job as a children's librarian and proposing to be roommates with the only person who could possibly understand her situation, she finds herself as a roommate for Petra's ex, Miles. Miles is exactly the opposite of her in every way, and they pretty much avoid each other until one day while drowning in their sorrows, they form a friendship and a plan. Um, so... It sounds interesting, and it's Emily Henry, and there is no wrong with Emily Henry. So I can't I, wait for that one. Yeah, it now that will be a fun beach read, a fun anything read. Uh, yeah, I, I love Emily Henry. That we'll inhale that one in afternoon too. I'm sure. Oh yeah, no question. Well, my next one is called "The Trials of Lila Dalton" by L.J. Shepard, and uh, full disclosure. Closure. I, I picked this one mainly because it's got Lila in it. <laughs> um, I actually have books on my shelves that I have on my shelves just because they're people I love's names. Like I have got a book called Betty, my nanny. Oh yeah. I've got the Lila by Marilyn Robinson. That book. Uh, we have to talk about Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> I don't have one for Jackson. <laughs> one for me either. <laughs> I do have one called The Photographer. I've never read it. You? <laughs> I'm just, you know, just weird quirk. Um, but this one is very intriguing. I can't, I really, I'm I'm really excited about this. It doesn't come out until August the 27th, which is a long way. But the um the summary from Goodreads says, I look up to find 12 strangers staring back at me, and I realize I'm the one they're waiting for. Lila Dalton has no memory of how she came to be in this courtroom, no memory of how she got to the courthouse at all, or why she's facing a jury who seems to be waiting for her. The man on trial is accused of mass murder, and she's his lawyer, but she can't remember any details of the case. She can't remember anything. Stranded on an island in the Atlantic Ocean where the most serious crimes are tried, Lila has to prove her client's innocence if she wants to go home. But how can she solve this case when she's not sure... She can trust anything around her, including her own memory. 
The Trials of Lila Dalton is a twisty, unexpected locker room mystery that follows one woman's race against time to find a killer, clear her own name, and escape the island that threatens to keep her trapped forever. Doesn't that sound crazy? Yeah, that does. Like, I just... That sounds right <laughs> up your alley. I can't, I can't wait to figure out how in the world she's going to get out of that. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right up your alley. <laughs> can't wait to find out what happens to Lila, how she got on my island. Oh, Lila. <laughs> oh, Lila. All right. So my next one is called Summer Romance. Um, it's by Annabelle Monahan, and it comes out June 4th. Um, Amber and I have both actually already read this as an advanced reader copy and loved it. Uh, so it is about Allie Morris, who is a professional organizer, but her life is in complete disarray. Her mom has recently passed. Her husband has left her. Um, I think she's kind of wearing athleisure for, you know, daily wear at this point. And her best friend is, you know, like, dude, you got to actually put on real clothes and get back out there. And so the first day she actually puts on real clothes. And I think it was overalls, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and she goes to a dog park and her dog pees on an attractive man at the dog park. And it all begins there. And I don't want to give anything else away, um, but it's got a cute twist to it that I really liked. Um, I like the best friend in this story a lot too. I thought she gave her a good voice. Um, and I just, overall, Annabelle Monahan is such a good writer and she is a great person to recommend for anybody who likes closed door romance. Okay, my next one is called The Frame Up by Gwenda Bond, and it comes out February the 13th. Um, here's the summary from Google Books. Danny Poisson is the daughter and former accomplice of the world's most famous art thief. There was no job too big for Maria and her loyal crew. The secret to their success, a little thing called magic, kept rigorously secret from the non-magical world. They seemed unstoppable until a teenage Danny turned her mother over to the FBI. Ten years later, with Maria still in prison, Danny finds herself approached for a job that only Maria and her crew could pull off if any of them were still speaking to her. But it's the job of a lifetime and might just be the lure Danny needs to reconcile with her mother and be reunited with her mother's old gang, including both the love of her life and her former best friend. The problem is it's an impossible task, even with the magical talents of the people she once considered family backing her up. It's a heist that needs a year to plan, and Danny just has over a week. Worse, the more Danny learns, the more she understands there's far more at stake in this job than she ever realized. I love a heist book, <clears throat> so and it's got magic too, so that should be really good. That sounds good. Yeah, it's always fun if you throw a little magic in there. Okay, so my next one is called Apprentice to the Villain, which is the follow-up to Assistant to the Villain. It comes out August 6th, and it's by Hannah Nicole Mayer. Assistant to the Villain was about Evie Sage, who loses her job, which was a problem because she actually was the sole breadwinner for her family. Um, and she is actually out one day in the woods, kind of after she loses her job, happens to run into the neighborhood villain, and he offers her a job. Um, I don't remember, it's been, it's been a while since I've read the initial book. I don't remember this one being spicy. I think there was tension, but there was no spice. Um, but so this is the follow-up to it basically. Um, and it basically says what happens when she starts getting villains for her boss. So, um, I'm hoping they keep it kind of lighthearted. Um, but I really, really enjoyed that last book. So I'm super excited for this one to come out. I have been 
literally scoping out every website waiting to be able to pre-order that book. So I do have it pre-ordered and I'm very ready for it to come on August. Yeah. I'm about 30 pages from the end of the oh. first one. It's so good. I don't want it to end. So good. I've loved it so much. I don't know if it's a, you know, I always struggle with like recommending books to people like, you know, saying here, you read this um, because I'm always worried they won't like it. Um, mm -hmm. And so this is one, I don't know if it's for everybody. I don't know how, if you would agree or disagree with that. I think I recommended fourth wing to like everybody who reads. <laughs> if you yeah. read, um, I recommended it to I mean, you. It's just good. good. I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't think of people who wouldn't want to read it unless they're just not done. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of like when I was talking about visualizing characters in books, Eve, uh, Evie, or as mm -hmm. he calls her, say, yeah, to me in my mind, she is the girl from the Mummy. Do you remember the librarian from the Mummy? The movie. Yes, the yes, I see that's that. Her okay, those I big eyes, like that look, and that's how I picture her. So do you always have a picture in your head when you're reading a book, what the characters are like? Always. I don't. I, I have a general, like, like I have, I haven't, I don't have a picture in my head for him yet. The okay. villain. Yeah, I don't. But her, Even when just, they describe them, like when they say they're tall and have long black hair and hazel eyes yeah. and full lips, like I, I still don't see it. Like I don't, I don't pick a person. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. The Gray Man, the Gray Man books that I'm reading, the Gray Man is Jensen Ackles with a beard. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, that one book by Allie Hazelwood. What was her first one? Oh my goodness. Love um, theoretically. The guy off that to me was the villain in Star Wars. That was one that, like, as I described them, I was like, yep, that's who that is. And I think there have been several people who were like, yep, he looked like Kyler Ren. Yep. What was his name? I can't think of it. Adam something? Adam Driver. Yes. Yeah. yeah so everyone, I mean, sometimes I do and, and sometimes I don't. Okay. My next one is called The Heiress. And I actually read this one in June as a NetGalley ARC. Um, <clears throat> it is by Rachel Hawkins and it comes out on uh, January the 9th, right around the corner. Um, this is my favorite Rachel Hawkins book I've read. I've read two or three of her books. Um, the Villa was one I read of hers and there was one more. Reckless Girls? That's it. It was okay. Um, the villa was just okay, but this one I gave five stars. Um, but it says when Ruby McTavish, Callahan, Woodward, Miller, Kenmore dies, yes. she not only <laughs> she's not only North Carolina's richest woman, she's also its most notorious. I bet that me last. I wonder why. <laughs> the victim of a famous kidnapping as a child and a widow four times over, Ruby ruled the tiny town of Tavistock from Ashby House, her family's estate high in the Blue Ridge Mountains. In the aftermath of her death, that estate, along with the nine-figure fortune and the complicated legacy of being a McTavish, passed to her adopted son, Camden. But to everyone's surprise, Cam wants little to do with the house or the money, and even less to do with the surviving McTavishes. Instead, he rejects his inheritance, settling into a normal life as an English teacher in Colorado and marrying Jules, a woman just as eager to escape her own messy past. 
Ten years later, Camden is a McTavish in name only, but a summons in the wake of his uncle's death brings him and Jules back to the family fold at Ashby House. Its views are just as stunning as ever. Its room's just as elegant. But coming home reminds Cam why he was so quick to leave in the first place. Jules, however, has other ideas. And the more she learns about Cam's estranged family and the twisted secrets they keep, the more determined she is for her husband to claim everything Ruby once intended for him to have. But Ruby's plans were always more complicated than they appeared. As Ashby House tightens its grip on Jules and Cam, and questions about the infamous heiress come to light. Was there any truth to the persistent rumors following her disappearance as a girl? What really happened to those four husbands who all died under mysterious circumstances? And why did she adopt Cam in the first place? Soon, Jules and Cam realize that the inheritance can entail far more than, it's written, than is written in a will and that the bonds of family stretch far beyond the grave. My review of the book says, what a gem of a book. The heiress is a story of abduction, murder, and scandal in the South. There's also rich people behaving badly, unreliable narrators, toss in some family drama, and you've got the best book Rachel Hawkins has written to date. The dark humor in this book was done so well. I love the parts from Ruby's point of view the most, but I was never bored. Flew through this one in two sittings. Um, this one is kind of got a little bit of, just a little like a reminder of Evelyn Hugo. Okay. Um, but I loved Ruby, the the lady that dies and leaves the inheritance. She was she was a hoot. So I've you never like read like Rachel, Rachel Hawkins at all. I've never read any of them. Is that the one don't you would read? read? Don't read any of the other ones. Just read this one. Okay. I'll add that one to my list. My next one is A Fate Inked in Blood, which comes out February 27th, and it's by Danielle Jensen. Um, this is actually one of the books that I picked up an ARC for at Books a Million other day that I couldn't have. Um, so <laughs> no hard feelings, no hard feelings. Not bothered at all. <laughs> so this is about a shield maiden, which basically is um, a maiden who possesses a drop of goddess blood and can repel any attack. Um, and she battles to unite a nation under a power hungry king. All while, well, falling in love with his son. So this one, I don't know a ton about. Um, it's another pretty book. It's the book that has the blue edges um, mm -hmm. that the Books a Million employee graciously told me about. Um, but it it looks really good. I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, that was going to be a good one, I think. I think so, too. If not good, pretty, by the way. That's right. All right, you know I love a time travel book, right? Yes, I do. Yes, the next one is The Ministry of Time by, I'm going to I'm gonna murder this person's name, Callian Bradley, I think. And it comes out May the 7th. Uh, here is the summary from Simon & Schuster. It says, in the near future, a civil servant is offered the salary of her dreams and is shortly afterward told what the project she'll be working on is. A recently established government ministry is gathering expats from across history to establish whether time travel is feasible for the body, but also for the fabric of space-time. When she is tasked with working as a bridge, living with assisting and monitoring the expat known as 1847, or Commander Graham Gore, as far as history is concerned, Commander Gore died on Sir John Franklin's doomed 1845 expedition to the Arctic. So he's a little disoriented to be living with an unmarried woman who regularly shows her calves, 
surrounded by outlandish concepts such as washing machines, Spotify, and the collapse of the British Empire. But when, with an appetite for discovery, a seven-day cigarette habit, and the support of a charming and chaotic cast of fellow expats, he soon adjusts. Over the next year, what the bridge initially thought would be at the best a horrifically uncomfortable roommate dynamic evolves into something much deeper. By the time the true shape of the ministry's project comes to light, the bridge has fallen haphazardly, fervently in love with consequences she never could have imagined. Forced to confront the choices that brought them together, the bridge must finally reckon with how and whether she believes and what what she does next can change the future. I feel like that's going to be one of my favorites this year. I don't know. It could be wrong, but it sounds really good. Yeah, time travel, I think, is one of those things that just lose me. That's... I'd be done right. Did you ever read The Time Traveler's Wife? I tried. Mm, love that. <laughs> Not my jam. Yeah. I attempted to read the book and maybe it was just a bad time, but time travel has just never been my my forte. Gotcha. I don't know. I love a time time travel story. I can't talk. Yeah. I know you do because I know you read a lot of them. I think I, you know, when you go to the bookstore and you have sci-fi and fantasy, I err on the fantasy side. So give me yeah. all the dragons and witches and less on the sci-fi portion of that. Gotcha. See, I'm all about some Blake Crouch and some Andy Weir. And, and I, I, I have read some some Blake Crouch, and I like it, but it's not. Not your favorite. I'd rather have dragons. <laughs> and I think Blake Crouch's books, just as a complete side note, I think he is entirely too smart for me. Well, see, I, I just ignore those parts that I don't understand. <laughs> I just feel like I'll get I'll get the gist of it. He's going to take me where I need I mean, to go. I should do. That's not what I do when I read. I'm like, what does that mean? Hang on. Go back up. What does that mean? <laughs> My next book is called The Rule Book. It comes out April 2nd. It's by Sarah Adams. Um, this is the companion book to a cheat sheet. Her books are always super cute, fast reads, um, good rom-coms. I really like her. Um, but this one follows exes Nora and Derek. Um, their relationship did not end well. He is a football player who needs an agent. And he, she signs up to be his agent. And his plan is to make her life a nightmare, basically, while she does it. Um, but then I think they may get drunk and may potentially get married or something, you know. So I think his plan falls through. When does that one come out? April 2nd. Okay. My next one is The Book of Doors by Gareth Brown, and I have read this one already. Um, I have pre-ordered it, so I have a copy for my shelves because I loved it so much. Um, this one comes out February the 13th. If you could open a door to anywhere, where would you go? In New York City, bookseller Cassie Andrews is living an unassuming life when she is given a gift by a favorite customer. It's a book, an unusual book, full of strange writing and mysterious drawings. And at the very front, there's a handwritten message to Cassie telling her that this is the book of doors and that any door is every door. What Cassie is about to discover is that the book of doors is a special book that bestows an extraordinary power on whoever possesses it. And soon she and her best friend, Easy, are exploring all that the book of doors can do, swept away from their quiet lives by the possibilities of traveling to anywhere they want. But the Book of Doors is not the only magical book in the world. There are other books that can do wondrous and dreadful things, 
when wielded by dangerous and ruthless individuals, individuals who crave what Cassie now possesses. Suddenly, Cassie and Easy are confronted by violence and danger, and the only person who, they, who can help them, it seems, is Drummond Fox. He is a man fleeing his own demons, a man with his own secret library of magical books that he has hidden away in the shadows for safekeeping, because there is a nameless evil out there that is hunting them all, because some doors should never be opened. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about that one. I think the first time yeah. you talked about that one, I added it to my TBR list and it's still on there because I can't wait for that one to come out. It's so good. I loved it. I think any book that you get an advanced reader copy of and you read it and you love it so much that you have to have a copy on your shelf is an instant buy for me. Yeah, and you're reading in a vacuum. Like you're not hearing a lot right. of hype about it. So it's, it's genuine excitement. Like you're not excited about it because you're supposed to be excited you know what I'm saying like, like sometimes we can get a little bit jaded and warped about what we read yeah but, when you see it on book talk or yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 100% I think I read the wishing game the same way because I got that one as an ARC and I just loved it so stinking much that as soon as I saw it was out I had to have a copy for my shelf because I, I still I think a really good book for me is one that if you ask me about it a few years from now and I can still tell you the gist of it and still get that same feeling that I have when I read it that is a great book I don't care if they're you know if they ended on a preposition I don't care <laughs> you know if they were literary or not if it gives you the same feeling when you're telling somebody else about it a few years later then that is that's gold. Um, so the last one I have on my list is called The Wren in the Holly Library. It comes out June 2nd, and it's by K.A. Lind. Um, so I don't really have a much to go on. I'll be perfectly honest. The book is pretty, and it's the same publisher that put out Fourth Wing. And I'm basing a lot on those things. Entangled Publishing didn't do me wrong with Fourth Wing. And so I have banked a lot of my pre-orders on the fact that they came from the same publisher, and they're pretty. Um, but the only thing I know about this book, the only only information I have found anywhere online is this, this synopsis. It says, a darker shade of magic meets Six of Crows in this alternate day New York where monsters live among humankind from USA Today bestselling author K.A. Lynn. That is literally all I can find anywhere. And I, well, I love Darker Shade of Magic, so. Yeah, I didn't even read Darker Shade of Magic. I'm literally basing this pre-order on the publisher and the fact that the book is pretty. Um, okay, my last one is called The Evolution of Annabelle Craig, and it's by Lisa Grunwald. It comes out April the 16th, and Google Books says, Annabelle Hayes, born, baptized, and orphaned in the sleepy conservative town of, town of Dayton, Tennessee, is thrilled to find herself falling quickly and deeply in love with George Craig a sophisticated attorney newly arrived from Knoxville. But before the end of their first year of marriage, their lives are beset by losses. The strain on their relationship is only intensified when John T. Scopes is arrested for teaching Charles Darwin's theory of evolution at the local high school. Foreshadowing today's culture wars, the trial against Scopes is a spectacle unlike any the country has seen. William Jennings Bryan, a revered Southern politician, joins the prosecution pitting himself and his fate against the renowned defense attorney, Clarence Durow. Journalists descend in a, in a frenzy, thrusting the town and its citizens in the national spotlight. And when George joins the team defending Scopes, Annabelle begins to question both her beliefs and her vows. 
As the ongoing trial divides neighbor against neighbor, it also divides the Craigs in unexpected ways. Then in the midst of these conflicts, one waged in an open courtroom and the other behind closed doors, Annabelle would discover the path to her own evolution begins with the courage to think for herself. I have one that more to see if you've heard of. Um, I found it earlier. It's not on my list, um, but I actually got like a notice that the next book in this trilogy is coming out and I had not heard of the first book in the trilogy. So um, have you heard of, it's by Mark Lawrence. It's called The Book That Wouldn't Burn. I've heard of that. That's the last one or the first one? This is that's the first one. It's out already. And then the next book in the series or in the trilogy comes out in March. Uh, but it sounds pretty interesting. The boy has lived his whole life trapped within a book choked chamber older than empires and larger than cities. The girl has been plucked from the outskirts of civilization to be trained as a librarian, studying the mysteries of the great library at the heart of her kingdom. They were never supposed to meet, but in the library, they did. Their stories spiral around each other across worlds and time. This is a tale of truth and lies and hearts and the blurring of one into another. A journey on which knowledge erodes certainty and on which, though the pen may be mightier than the sword, blood will be spilled and cities burned. It has really that good. Does sound good. Yeah, that does sound really good. I, I think I've seen it maybe on Goodreads. I just haven't, I haven't looked at it. But yeah, I've heard of that, but I didn't. That does sound really good. Yeah, that one may have to get added to my list. The second book is called The Book That Broke the World. I don't know. I wonder how many of these will actually read. I'm such a mood reader. Like, um, So I have okay. major plans. <laughs> I think I will read The Grand Majority. Um, I think as soon as Sanctuary of the Shadow gets to my house, I'm starting it. <laughs> Same yeah. with... Uh, of course, Emily Henry, as soon as it shows up at my door, I'm going to read. Same thing with Apprentice to the Villain. The Book of Doors, I have to read because you gave it such high reviews. Yeah, so I think I think most of mine, I will, you know, I won't read them all the day they come out, but I think I'm going to predict 75% of them before the end of the year. It's not a resolution. Well, we, it's just a prediction. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll come back in December and see we'll what we've see. done. I'll be like, well, what happened was... <laughs> But you know, looking at, looking at these books, I was like, I'm so excited about um, certain authors coming out with new books. But like, I, I made a list: Amor Tolls, Blake Crouch, Andy Weir, Rick Bragg, Taylor Jenkins Reid. None of those are coming out with a book this year. Okay. Mm -mm. And did you know that Taylor Jenkins Reid is? Um, she says she's taking a break from writing. She's not planning on writing oh. anytime soon. Why? Yep. Oh no! It's <laughs> a terrible. So, uh, yeah. She yep. she I'm, has I'm such like, I love how she weaves her characters into her next book too. That's that is such a fun like, little Easter egg to find. Yep. So, what are you reading right now? Well, right now I'm finishing up Assistant to the Villain, yeah. and either picking up Crescent City next. Or the next book in the Divine Rise Rivals. Yes. Highly recommend that. Crescent City was so it's so big. It's so daunting. And I've heard people say that like the first hundred pages is a lot of world building. And I'm just like, Ugh. but everybody says it's so, so good. So I think that's we'll why see. I haven't read it because it feels so intimidating. You know, I mean, like you get like slid into Akatar pretty easily, you know, because that first yeah. book. 
is, is, is great. I love that first book, but it's not a ton of world building like initially. Awesome. So you get sucked in before she starts really building the world. Um, so I'm just like, man, that's a big book to start out with. <laughs> I think that wraps up our most anticipated reads of the year. And we will do this again at the end of the year to see if we actually read them and how we felt about them. Thanks guys for listening to Southern Girls Guide to Books. Catch us here next time to hear more about what we've been reading. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram to let us know what books you're loving. 